Hello, welcome back to Beyond the Barbell. What's going on? Um, do you ever find that when you start the podcast, you mess up every once in a while? A hundred percent. I'm kind of like, well, we've been here. <laughs> we've been, been here for the last 10 minutes, just chatting away. There, there's been a few times where I'm recording my podcast and I'll start like, hey, what's up, guys? My name is my... And then like, I'll, I'll like fumble my words the first like sentence and I have to restart. And this but... is the thing, right? The first minute, minute is when you're most likely to kind of lose people. But right. stay, stay. We have stay. Good it's gonna be a good one, I think. Yeah. Once we warm up, it's great. Um, yeah. Right. So today uh, we have a Q and A, a little bit of a different one, just to kind of get out of the kind of intrinsic subjects. But to be fair, confidence and stress. I think those two were very important bits to be talked about, especially because fitness doesn't involve just the working out it's still in the realm of fitness it's still in the realm of mental and physical well-being and it's part of our lives so yeah i think we had a lot of people actually uh listen to that episode it was good it's always good to get feedback so guys please do send us some feedback if you feel like it and i think um, people also i think people also love hearing about stress i think people like understand that other people have stress as well it's not just themselves that, that have it so anytime they have a topic about stress people gravitate towards it yeah a hundred percent it's good to see that everyone is human and everyone's going through the same shit but just in different parts of the world basically right before we get into the q a i had quite a few questions coming on my insta but before that i wanted to do you a q a yeah so go for it. just asking you some questions fitness related mostly uh are you ready yeah um, let's go Guys, if you're listening, you might as well join in, answer, get in touch. Right. So, Michael, upper or lower body training? Oh, oh come on. That's, that's upper. <laughs> upper. Yeah. Are you sure? You hesitated a little. It's it's easy. I mean, I know I'm trying. I I enjoy upper because I can do it at any time. So if I'm feeling shitty, I can still oh. do upper body and push hard. That's but right. if I'm feeling mentally stressed upper uh, lower body is very very tedious mentally yeah so, you gotta be in a type of mood to do lower yeah. body training just a full lower body session yeah so it doesn't matter if i'm like if i'm traveling if i'm tired if i'm going to another gym i always hit an upper body session first because I'm, it's yeah. easy for me i completely get that and also you gotta be either hating your life at the moment or loving it too much to do lower body because right. the pain is intense it's exactly so real. right coming off of that three go-to exercises anytime any day um pull up love it uh dumbbell bench press and <laughs> lateral arm raises wow just truly just up body. <laughs> I'm a bro at heart. Love it. Love it. Biggest pet peeve at the gym? At the like at a commercial gym? Anything. Um trying to think here. I don't know if I really have any pet peeves at the gym. Oh, come on. Think about uh, everything that can happen in a gym. I know. I I'm think... trying to really I'm trying to think. Okay, I have two. That's yeah, why you're thinking. I tell think, me yours. That way, maybe I'll get inspired. Right. Number one, and this is actually really bad, um, is people who lack personal hygiene in a good way of putting it, or you know, people who straight up just stink 
at the gym in a commercial gym or in a regular gym or in a small gym whatever you're just like bro you know just you know I've have a little shower i've never experienced that really. oh really no <laughs> i guess a, i guess a pet peeve of mine would be um someone who hogs a piece of equipment for longer than what is expected from a duration so like i don't i don't care if somebody's on there and says hey bro i have a couple sets left but i, I was at the gym the other day it was a couple of weeks ago mm. and uh all the squat racks were, were being taken so we asked one of the guys like hey how long do you have he's like oh, i got about like three more sets left and i'm like okay three sets maybe at the most let's say 20 minutes like he'll take and that's at the, and i'm giving him like you know a lot of a lot of you know leeway so i start my warm-up i get into whatever 45 minutes goes by no. and he's still on this he's still doing his squats and he's what like repping doing it, for like, 45 doing, minutes and like he took like 10 minutes in between sets he was squatting 225 like a quarter of the way down like it wasn't even squatting it and i was like oh dude oh, and if they're on their phones as well in between sets you're just like yeah and then he was but then he was also spotting his girlfriend who was also squatting on the other rack and she wasn't even squatting well so like they were Anyways, I got so, so I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to do a leg press. <laughs> so yeah, I Love think it. changing my entire program now because of this yeah. one, one day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that and also not putting the weights away is my biggest, biggest top pet peeve, especially as like a trainer. You're just like, where, where, where's all the weights? Where are all the dumbbells? Where is where's all the plates suddenly yeah. all all around the gym and you're like guys come on if you're strong enough to lift it you're strong enough to put it back let's, let's... not only that but also like i think what's even worse for me what's because i have ocd is when um people take all like the 10 15 20 pound dumbbells off the rack but they oh. don't put them at the exact spot where they got them so like you'll have like you know 5 10 25 then 20 mm -hmm. like it's like i just put yeah. it back like put it in order don't that really gets to me. All my clients will know as well that if they put, if they load the bar with like a 15 on one side and then a 10 and a five on the other, I'm like, man, what are mm. you doing? What are you? Or like a two and a half and then a 10 and then a five. There's a sequence to, to the order of how you put your weights on. Yes, guys, come on. Just know the rules, the unspoken rules. Yeah, for sure. Um, right, next, deadlifts or squats? Um, currently squats. Okay. I used to be a big Della fan, but now I'm a squat fan. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I go through phases, I think. Um, go to workout tunes. What type of music? Bands. Bands. No, I, I'm in tunes as in music. Oh, I heard shoes. Oh, no, no, but shoes, tunes. yeah, but bands are great it's, it's the act it's the ax it's the accent yeah, so uh, oh tunes oh man okay so like i'll i'll, I'll have a spectrum i, I was gonna I'll say go you're you're a big fan of drake aren't you yeah so like i'm a big drake fan yeah but then i also love like my 90s hip-hop like east coast uh, big hip-hop but then yeah. I, so actually even on my on my uh, on rebel radio i talked about uh like my mini mix i put all like progressive house and deep house i also like my edm progressive house music oh wow it depends how i how, how i feel that the day mood, right yeah yeah my spectrum goes from like spanish music all the way to like 90s old school hip hop kind of thing. Wow. Um, yeah, it, it, it really depends, I guess. 
Um, right. So coffee or energy drink coffee. as a pre-workout? Coffee. Coffee. Yeah, it just, yeah it, I like the, I like what it makes me feel. It makes me feel much more calm, yes. surprisingly. I know what you mean. You know, many people feel like they experience anxiety with, like, with monsters or other energy drinks like that because it's a big it's a big hit of caffeine and also if you think about like a person your size and a person of my size having the same can is definitely going to affect us completely different because you know I'm much smaller than you I'm not much bigger so it's probably really bad comparison <laughs> <laughs> and you squat uh, just as much as I squat yeah <laughs> um most bizarre gym story oh can i say That's it on here funny. no oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh most bizarre gym story uh like personally or like from what i witnessed anything so uh from a from a business standpoint mm -hmm. i've been hit on many times and propositioned many times oh yeah um and but so like actually this i don't know if this is bizarre but it was it was fucked up uh when i was working as a trainer back like when i first started at the university we we had this one guy who was doing calf raises on a smith machine yeah and he had like probably like maybe had like 345 plates on each side so it was fairly heavy mm -hmm. and he wanted to get more range of motion so he put one of the wood um it, it was a wood plyo box yeah that he had put so he can put his toes at the edge of it. Yeah. And so when he went up um, onto his toes with that weight on his back, yeah. the box turned upside down over him and oh, no. landed. So like he landed with his head on the box and the Smith machine bar smashed right down on his face. Oh, and so I, so when we were, so like blood everywhere, uh, EMS had to come like it was a like he had to, he had to have reconstructive surgery like it was a what bad bad accident because he didn't have his safeties on yeah but even just like mentally like, do you not know that that just, box is gonna just tip over sense. just yeah like it's gonna tip over like once you put your toes at the edge with that weight it's gonna tip over so yeah just that was that was physics <laughs> yeah that that was a bad exercise uh, that was a bad moment during um, lockdown you'd see so much of that people getting too way too creative with their gym slash like home equipment that they mm. pretended that was like gym equipment have you seen people like leg pressing their sofa and stuff like that yeah it's just so stupid like some things that i saw people doing and i was like what why my favorite was the can of beans used as uh, weights it's like brilliant that's like what well, and I, must I, I must admit like when, when we were in lockdown for my for my uh members i did like the stupid like backpack and like oh yeah workouts. i did that and too, like do you know how expensive dumbbells were back in lockdown but in no way were those workouts ever ever good no. it, the only thing i did was just expend energy but it wasn't like i don't know i guess it at least got people moving but other than that i think <laughs> i think one pretty funny but bad funny one that um I have to tell is I used to work well in another gym that I used to work. Uh, we had like those med balls and this lady had a med ball and she went to kind of like do ball slams, but they're two different balls, you know, like the med ball will bounce yep. right back. And, and then she goes, 
literally throws it as hard as she can on the floor and then it just bounces back straight onto her face to the point that she kind of like falls backward and she was okay she like got up kind of like hand on the head checking if anybody saw it and just got on with her day but I was like this is so bad but at the same time it, I'm sorry. It's really funny. It's. Funny. I had a client do that as well at my gym once, and I'm like, "Do you not know that this is gonna bounce?" Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. The amount of things that you're just like, "Okay, this is not gonna work. Let's let's try and change it." I know. Um. Right. This is this is it for the questions for you. Nice. That was fun. That was a good warm up. Yeah, good. All right. So now getting into the questions that I got on Instagram. Actually, let's open with this one. So someone asked, if you go to the gym in the morning while someone else sleeps, are you a better person than them? Yes. No. You're a piece <laughs> of shit, to be honest. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you're a piece of shit if you, go, if you think you're – no, you're a piece of shit if you're in the morning. Do you, are, are you a morning person? Or no, man. I, I refuse to work out in the morning. I refuse. I don't what care how busy my day is. I will work out in the afternoon. I, don't, I will stop my whole life just to work out in the afternoon. Are you kidding? No, I'm a morning person 100%. You start your day so much better. Yeah. You start your day with like – Good. Have you had a cup of coffee in the morning? Have you had a cup of coffee in the morning? That's yeah, how you said And then day. you went to the gym and then you carried on with your life. No, yeah, to be fair, there's some studies that say that afternoon is the best time between like 3 and 4 p.m. is the best time for performance. But 10 and 11 a.m. is also a great time because you already, you woke up, you had some food, you digested that food and now before you go into the day with your like stresses of the day and stuff yeah like that, well 10 think. 11 a.m is totally different than like a 5 6 a.m 6 a.m yeah no i hate i hate everybody that works out at 6 a.m i don't like any of them <laughs> well i'm sorry michael we're better than you okay I know. I know. <laughs> if i could choose if i could choose i'd 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 work out at 6 6 a.m yeah. Um, just cause I feel like my energy levels are better before See, I used to have this mindset of like, I can't work out in the evening is either morning or it's not at all morning afternoon or not at all nowadays, because like I, I work out around my schedule. If I have something in the morning and then I feel like I need to go and do other things in the afternoon when the only time I have to work out is in the evening. Oh, well, not optimal, but I'm going to go and do it. Um, I think it comes down more to like discipline and fitting the workout around your day rather than, you know, um, trying to always stick to one's particular. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Like that. Now, if I'm going to be like, you know, completely normal and not bash people that wake <laughs> up at 6am to go to work out, I think you have to work within your schedule. Cause I know a lot of people that have kids and, you know, big jobs, yeah. their only time is at like five 30 in the morning. Yeah. But like personally, I find that I have zero energy to really want to mm. give it my all at that time. I'm usually just like my body's just physically waking up. Like even if I'm like if I had a really good sleep and I slept eight hours solid and I feel like good, my yeah. body still hasn't woken up to really exert that much effort. I know what you mean. But the, the 6 a.m. people that usually come to the gym or at, the, at least right now looking at people who always come at 6 a.m., they're the most consistent. They are. Especially because... It's kind of like 
you have no no excuses. Like sometimes if you work out at 5 p.m., something might come up during the day and you might not make it for 5 p.m. Even mm -hmm. if it's like someone invites you for a drink after work and then you're like, uh, drinks, gym, I'm just going to go for the first one. Um, so 6 a.m. is like, okay, I'm fresh. I'm getting this in no matter what. And then my day goes on. Yeah, I'm um, also, I also don't like the 5 a.m., because I've coached 5 a.m.s for my entire career oh, as a trainer. Yeah. And, but, but you're right, They're, they were the most consistent members I've ever had, the, mm -hmm. the 5.30 a.m. people. Yeah. But yeah. like, I didn't enjoy one bit of it. So maybe I'm jaded, the fact that I had to wake up <laughs> yeah. to train these people. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they've ruined it for you. Yeah, I think so. 100%. Right. So, do next question Do grip strengtheners work? to have a better grip like those um i think it's the squeezy things um yeah like it's kind of yeah, like yeah. the clips like the yes um i don't i mean they'll strengthen your forearms and i think yeah. by default they will strengthen your grip but i think what really will strengthen strengthen your grip is more of the like um like the farmer holds the farmer yeah, carries and the big and then, man, yeah suitcase holds and farmers carry but i would imagine i mean like up to a certain point those those grip those those um those grips are gonna help if you're weak but then yeah. there's gonna come a point where you're gonna need more stimulus than just yeah. what those i was gonna say it's like building strength in any part of the body really because you might do like a hundred two hundred reps i don't know like, huge junk volume of reps without any weight or resistance with those things whereas if you just use a dumbbell or use some resistance or use something real heavy and then work on your strength gradually like that for how long can you hold a farmer's uh farmer's hold or how far can you walk yeah very heavy shit then then it's easier to see progress and see your your strength getting better with that and then of course if the reason why you want to uh, improve the grip strength is for deadlifts and pull-ups then just do more of those yeah i have a i have a buddy in the united states who's i think nationally recognized uh competitor in grip sport like he like there's like grip stuff and the stuff that he does doesn't really involve a lot of like those grip devices mm -hmm. it's more um like uh odd objects or like bigger stones or bigger weights that have like a thicker um uh, footprint where he's got to yeah. hold oh like the fat grips thing yeah like fat grips but then also like different implements that are odd shapes that way his hand has to oh. conform to so like he doesn't do a lot of like the i'm sure he does forearm work because that's yeah. probably part of his to be fair if you look at uh climbers and uh like people who do rock climbing and stuff their grip strength is incredible because yeah. of exactly that as well holding their like, body yeah if you talk to all like the power lifters they'll say do all of your work without straps and you'll get you'll, you'll get a better grip mm -hmm. yeah but i also think i also think that so i think uh this is true uh i read this somewhere it was a study where uh your grip strength is directly correlated to your recovery so mm -hmm. if you're not uh well recovered or if you didn't sleep well the night before your grip is the first thing to fail okay. and so if you ever had those times where like you just felt really fatigued and like yeah. you weren't well recovered that a barbell that you would normally hold for no problem feels heavier or dumbbells feel heavier that's yeah. typically because you're not well recovered so a good sign of good recovery is that your grip strength is is strong
Yeah. Solid. I didn't know that. That's very interesting. Yeah. Um, best post-workout meal. Ooh, this is a good, this is a good, um, it's a good question. Mm. Um, so what is for your me, go-to? So for me, like, I don't know why I'm this, I'm drawn to this answer because I'm trying to think this is what I pretty much have. So it depends on, on when I work out, right? So if I work mm. out at like 11 a.m., let's say, for example, mm. when I come home, it's like maybe like one o'clock in the afternoon. I love always having like eggs, toast, butter, and jam. Nice. That's my go-to. Wait, eggs? toast butter no, no. and well like not like, like not, please not. don't tell me it's all together no, 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 no it's not a sandwich but it's like i'll have like four fried eggs okay. salt pepper and then i'll make some toast nice and then i'll put butter and jam on the toast yeah and a coffee like that's like my go-to i like that i like that um yeah i think i just see it whatever time i'm working out the meal after that i try to play with macronutrients i don't see it as like ah, it's breakfast or it's lunch or it's dinner. I go, right, what am I going to use for my carb? What am I going to use for my protein source? And what am I going to use for my fat source? For example, today I worked out before coming here and uh, I got home and I really didn't fancy any lunch, like proper lunch, and I also didn't have time. So it was Greek yogurt, fruits, oats, and whey protein. And that was, that was yeah. it for me. Like it's always, you want to make sure that you have a carb source there because carbohydrate is stored in your muscles and in your liver in the form of glycogen. And then during the workout, you kind of end up using all those glycogen stores in your muscles. And you want to make sure that you replenish them as soon as, and with obviously protein is the building blocks of, of muscles. So you want to make sure that you get a good, protein source there as well good at least 20 grams mm -hmm. of protein after workout obviously the anabolic window has been proven to be not real so but it, it, it doesn't mean that you have to just finish your workout and like have a protein shake as soon as you're out of the gym it can be within 30 minutes and three hours yeah. post post workout but you know if you you just work out you get home or something you're hungry you want to have yeah. that food you don't really want to wait that that long yeah no i remember um do you know alan aragon he's a yes yeah he's I really good he does he talks a, lot a lot about for, um journal uh j-i-s-s-n yeah. yeah yeah he talks all about like you know that, that anabolic window and he goes if you had a pretty big meal of protein carbon fat like just before your workout, you're still gonna have amino acids and whatever you need into your bloodstream through the digestion process, even after your your lifting. Mm -hmm. But let's say you haven't eaten anything for like three four hours prior to your session, you probably you probably should. There there goes uh, what's your what's his name? Your Fred. Cat? <laughs> Fred. There goes Fred. If you guys heard that, Sorry. that was Fred. He's destroying the house. Sorry, carry on. No, you're good. So uh, yeah, so if you haven't eaten you know three four hours prior to your lifting session you're probably going to want to eat after your session anyways not because there's an anabolic window but just because mm -hmm. you're hungry probably and and it you probably should feed your your muscles at at that time yeah exactly you obviously don't want to like work out and then go to sleep without any food and then wake, mm -hmm. wake up the next morning because that's not going to be great. It doesn't mean that you like your muscles are just going to melt away, but it's not optimal for anything really hypertrophy or strength. Right. 
Um, high reps or heavy weight? Now, I got this question, but I'm not sure if it's like for their goals or for our goals. What do you prefer, high reps or heavy weight, I guess? I prefer heavier weight. Mm, yeah. Um, I think there's a place and a time for both. Mm-hmm. And if you've got a plan and a program and a structure, then you know you just follow what what is there and there should be a little bit of each and I like to play it across sometimes across weeks sometimes across the week in different days it depends on the mesocycle in general but I prefer definitely prefer heavyweight and lower reps I wonder if that person's asking what's better heavyweights or um, higher reps Mm. and I think people get this kind of incorrect just from like what's been around the fitness industry for so long is that like you know how like that old saying of uh um, lighter weight higher reps for uh toning and and Mm -hmm. building is and i think people get that totally confused because what i've been trying to to get into with my clients and myself is what's the heaviest weight you can handle for a higher amount of reps so like yes high reps does yield mm-hmm. muscle building mm-hmm. provided that it's completely challenging to like near compete a complete failure yeah. and so i think right because how many of your clients say like okay it's gonna be 15 reps guys now grab your weight they automatically think okay lightweight and it's yeah. like no, no you're trying to find the heaviest weight possible yeah. for those 15 reps like rep 14 and 15 should be a complete struggle so i think mm-hmm. people have this like quick oh, oh okay it's gonna be three Three reps, I'm gonna go heavy, and then oh, it's 15 reps, I'm gonna go super light because mm-hmm. you know, lightweight, high rep for toning. So, I think that's kind of mis- miscommunicated. Yeah. I think a lot of people have a hard time choosing the weight that they're doing an exercise with, or or they kind of get attached to a certain number. Or, yep. for example, I've been doing like 15 kg for these, so I'm just gonna go for the 15 kgs, and then they spend weeks and months and sometimes even years lifting the same amount of weight without realizing that now their body's adapted to that weight they're not doing they're not progressing any longer with those same rep ranges with that same load and how are they gonna then move on from there and it's just taking them out of the comfort zone and saying how about we go a little bit heavier? See how many reps you can do with that way. See mm-hmm. how many you can do it that way and et cetera. So- yeah, because um, even if, and this happens with a lot of females too. Um, like if it's like a dumbbell chest press or whatever, like they'll use like, you know, 20 pounds, maybe yeah. 25 pounds yeah. on average. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they'll do like 12 to 15 reps. And the sensation burns. They're like, wow, this is difficult because it's burning, right? Sensation. Mm-hmm. But they've been doing that weight for what, three, four years. So just because the sensation's there doesn't mean that they're actually stimulating anything. So that's where like the education on what is complete failure what what should really um like what should really happen during those last few reps of a 15 rep set you know, exactly if it was all due to sensation we would all be doing like um frog pumps and uh, right. you, you know bended squat pumps because right. or kickbacks and because you can feel 
like a burn, uh, quote unquote burn with that, but that doesn't mean that anything is growing. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. I hate that. Yeah, I know. I know. It's a, it's a lot of things to unpack. With That's my pet peeve. Going back to the beginning of the part, my pet peeve <laughs> is watching people do dumb shit. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I came back. <laughs> Love it. Um, is it possible to get enough protein in a vegan diet? Um, I'm going to say yeah, because I assume you can. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a nutrition coach. So this is far beyond my scope of practice. But I, I would imagine one could if they put in enough yeah. time and effort. You know, is, um, just, Sorry, go on. No, and then one last thing. Just like I'm sure there are many, many people that don't get enough protein eating a meat-based diet, right? It depends on if you're like, – like most of my clients who aren't vegetarian or aren't vegan still don't get enough protein because they don't put an effort or an emphasis on protein. So I think it depends on like if you have that priority in your life. Yeah, that's right. You know, this is an interesting question. So um, I was a vegan before for like two two years. Uh, wow. The thing with veganism, it, it – I think nowadays, lots of people are going into it for the wrong reasons. You can be successful and get all the nutrients out of a vegan diet if you're going into it for the right reasons. If you're going into it because you genuinely care about the animals, the planet, the environment, and you want to make a difference, then you're really going to try hard to do your best and make that last to, like in the long term. Now, if you're talking about plant-based diet in another way of restricting foods out of your diet, then it's very likely that you're going to end up with nutrient imbalances uh, in general because you're not putting as much thought into what is going in or et cetera. You're just thinking this is a good way for me to restrict all the things that I enjoy and, and it just kind of filters it all to just these foods that I can have. Mm. And in a vegan diet, yes, it is possible to get enough protein, but it's kind of like, have you seen that uh, documentary? I think it's called The Game Changers. Yeah. Yeah. So where they were all athletes, like strength athletes that were, you know, very strong or endurance athletes that were really good at what they did and they were eating a plant-based diet. However, these people, they live for it. They're going to have nutritionists. They're going to have people helping them, putting things together, mixing the right pulses with the right grains to make a complete protein because it is a lot harder to make complete proteins, you know, complete branching amino acid um, profile with plant-based diets. Meanwhile, another person, let's say Joan, who's super busy, who's got a full-time job, who's got a family, a wife and kids, He's not going to be thinking about how am I going to pair the right things together for dinner so I can have a complete protein. He's mm-hmm. just going to go for the Beyond Meat burger or whatever meat-like burger he can find, which is very high in fat, high in sodium, high in carbohydrates, and without actually thinking about the macronutrients in that sense or even eating, quote-unquote, clean or whole foods in general so i think yes you can get enough protein in a vegan diet but it does take a lot of work you do need to be way more aware of what you're eating 
And, you know, it also depends on like your digestive system. It doesn't work for some people. It's a very high fiber diet. It becomes very hard to digest all that food and to get the right amount of nutrients, protein, carbohydrates, and fats from it. You will need to be eating a way greater amount than you would in a, in a meat-based diet. Or and not to mention, and not to mention that a lot of like to, to consume your protein they're always going to be carbohydrate based. So exactly. to get the, ra- the, 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 the ratio of carb to, to protein is very difficult because yeah. you're consuming a lot of carbohydrate. Uh, just yeah. to touch back on like the Game Changers documentary, I hated that documentary and I'm going to pick it apart. <laughs> there's so many, it's, it's, it's a bunch of propaganda. Triggered, uh, and like, hashtag like, triggered. <laughs> when, they, like when they brought on that strong man, that vegan yeah. strong man, Bro, nobody knew who you are. Like nobody yeah. knows who you are. Like the like the, the the real strong man, like Brian Shaw and Thor yeah. and all them, like they're the strongest and they eat meat. Not some guy who's on their whatever. Same, same thing with like the NFL guys where they mm-hmm. um uh they they went through like a whole sleep clinic where they saw yeah. like their erections over over just one vegan meal. And I'm like, you're not gonna see that big of a change in yeah. In what in in quote unquote your penis size or erection, <laughs> based off of one vegan meal, that has to do more a lot about your recovery, your sleep. Did you work yeah. out that night? Are yeah. you calm? Are you stressed? Yeah. Like I'm like this is a bunch of it's all bogus propaganda. But plus, again, did you hear the rumors? You know who funded the the whole thing, right? No. So it was the I don't remember. Don't quote me on this. It was Beyond Meat or another. Oh, I, I don't, I don't, company. yeah, I mean, I don't that doubt that for sure. I don't, I don't doubt all that. These studies and all the, the documentary and stuff like that. And now, <laughs> did you hear the news about the guy, the CEO of Beyond Meat or something like that, punched someone in a, in a bar? Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. Look that up on Google later. It's quite funny. So the guy is all like, oh, in for like, you know, don't kill the animals. Animals are our friends. We love animals so much. And he goes to a bar, gets drunk and punches someone in the face. Like, yeah, wow. screw humans. But I only care about animals anyways. Uh, yeah, it was pretty, That's amazing. pretty, pretty. I have such a disdain it. for this Beyond Meat crap. I, I'm not going to get into it, but I have such a disdain for what's going on in this world. But anyways, move on. Let's move on. It is a, yeah, it is a lot of hypocrisy there. Um, yeah right I think do you have time for a couple more absolutely cool nice um right so let's go for this one I have hit a plateau in my training any advice this is very vague it's such a vague there's so many things um number one off top of my head not knowing anything about this person Mm. increase your intensity yeah just increase your intensity yeah don't do anything else just increase your intensity and, and by intensity i mean ways that you can play this lift. Yeah. like yeah so uh and the reason why i say that because i had a client who works out at fucking 5 30 in the morning and i go and i train him still at 5 30 in the morning mm-hmm. um and like he's exhausted in the, at that time and we were doing a dumbbell floor press and he was kind of struggling he's been struggling with his quote unquote strength for the last like couple weeks just whatever and it's more because he's more exhausted than anything but, um, you know, during his second set of his floor press, I'm like, dude, just power up and like, try to increase the intensity of your lift. Don't try to do it in, with a like, good control, like 
just like pump it mm-hmm. out as quick as you can. Mm-hmm. And he ended up having the best set he's ever felt. Cause he's like, wow, that felt so good. He was yeah. stable because he was activating his body to push the weight. He wasn't mm-hmm. passively there just kind of hanging on for dear life. So I think people yeah. need to increase their intensity overall. Mm-hmm. But then there's so many other things about this question that we don't know about the person. So that's just one of the things. So well, what's your take I'm on assuming, it? Um, so a, a plateau, it depends. How long have you been? I'm assuming you're following something because if not, number one error, you're not following any structure. You're going to the gym and just doing whatever. Right. Because sometimes you hear from people like, yeah, I'm going to the gym. But yeah, you're going to the gym and doing what? Like, I know nothing. Going to the gym and randomly picking what you're going to do today, or you're going to the gym with a goal in mind. Another thing is coming off that that the goal in mind is I wonder what this person's goal is in order to say a plateau. If it's if it's a body composition goal, which I don't think it is because they said training, but if it's a body composition goal, then you might have hit a plateau in the scales, but how is your strength and how is your performance and how is everything outside of that? Uh, you know, because there is a lot of ways or is a plateau in one lift? Because if it's a plateau in one lift, I think, um, for example, uh, if I struggle with something like in a squat, if I'm stuck at the same point, I kind of try and see what point that is. If there is a sticking point during my lift where I can't get past that, then I'm going to try and get stronger in that range, in that lift, you know, through doing maybe some Anderson squats or pin squats and things like that. Or then change the set of going. If I've been doing a five by five training for a while, then changing that to higher volume, lower weight, and then just getting better at that. And then going back to the five by five or five, three ones. And so on. just changing the stimulants in general um, can, can be helpful. But then again, yeah. I think, like you said, increase the intensity or in general, increase volume or frequency or you know or change the stimulus or actually follow something that has a structure that it's gonna get you to where you want to be and also where do you want to be do you want to lift heavier how much heavier when are you going to get there I think being specific about your goal and also at the same time being realistic about that goal is number one thing in order to trace like a good path to get there. Right. And then one more point on that. If you're experiencing a plateau, and let's say it's only been like two weeks, maybe three weeks of a plateau, it might not be a plateau. You might just need to like go through it. And, you know, like I think people assume that they have to be linear with their progress, where it's like every week they have to hit a higher number. They have to hit more reps. And that's going to, especially if you've been training for a while, that's not going to happen every single time you go to the gym. So maybe just sticking to, as long as the intensity is there and you're putting uh, some some good effort, maybe just hanging around that that intensity for a while is going to just over time progress you to a different whatever, like whichever way you're going. That's such a good point. And I remember you did a post not long ago of like what it looks like to reach, like to right. be progress. Yeah, like, like nothing, nothing, can, something. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So at the beginning, you're not going to see any changes. Like it's going to take one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. It depends. It can take up to like even 
a year to see mm-hmm. some actual changes depending on the rate that you're going, you know. Yeah. But if you stop halfway through that, and it's then going to take a lot longer because then you got to restart from zero. So I think it's number one thing that most people are missing is consistency and, you know, patience. Because mm-hmm. sometimes even with nutrition consultations and stuff like that, we're talking about people's food and eating behaviors. They sit down in front of me they come up with the perfect meal plan. Like, oh, I, in the morning I have like eggs and yogurt. And then in the, for lunch, I have a chicken salad. For snack, I have a protein bar. And for dinner, I have chicken and rice. And you're like, great. So what's happening on the days that you don't do that? Because the thing here is consistency. Of course, you're giving me the perfect, diary perfect food diary but mm-hmm. what's happening when you're not being consistent what's happening when you're not following that what are you having because I'd rather than being realistic and being honest because that's what we're there to fix rather than just say yeah clients clients like to tell you what they're doing really good but they will <laughs> never tell you what they're doing bad yeah I guess I, guess I do that too right uh, <laughs> right uh last one then okay how long to realistically lose 15 pounds of fat and transform body composition um so i'll I'll give you two answers the first answer as quickly as you're able to put an effort and work towards that goal Mm -hmm. uh the realistic answer is however long you choose to be a little bitch and not tackle your goal head on. So if you have a real, if you have a clear indication as to why you want that goal and you, and you put your best effort for, you're going to get it within, I don't know, I'm not gonna give you a date, but like you're going to get it sooner than if you keep being a little bitch about it and spend every year doing the same thing over and over and over and wishing you had this. And so just get started and you'll, and it'll be here before you know. So just get started now yeah. And it'll you'll, you'll get it sooner than you think. Exactly. I think there's so much focus on right now. I need to get this right now. Like, um, I'm going to quickly bring up a story about my, my driving instructor the other week. I sat down in the car with him and he went, oh, um, I'm doing the keto diet now. So I'm so sorry if I'm a little bit toxic in terms of, his breath right right and I was like oh okay and then two weeks later I asked him oh so how is how's the keto diet going for you and he went yeah I know I I haven't lost any weight it's not I don't know why I might just try the uh intermittent fasting next I've heard about that so I might just try that and I didn't know how much I wanted to get into it right there and then with him I was like you know fat is quite high in calories anyways if you're in a keto diet and you're not losing weight you're probably not in a calorie deficit because that's what's gonna put you that's what's gonna make you lose weight and you can still not lose weight in an intermittent fasting uh protocol right so the thing is not going to be how much you're restricting but how you're actually fitting your lifestyle into this diet and not fitting the diet into your lifestyle kind of thing so I think my point with that is to say that there's some approaches that will work for some people and some approaches that will just not work for them. So the key to finding something that will take you there 
at some point, it doesn't even matter if it's quick, is to find something that will work for your lifestyle and the things that you enjoy and how you can fit that into your life. So uh, how to trans- how long to realistically do that? Realistically. Takes, a while. takes years, right? Especially if, yeah. you, if that person's talking about body composition, which I'm going to assume that they mean um, like you want to build some muscle, but then muscle also burn mass, some fat, yeah. and you want to like look like you lift and your your toned arms, quote unquote. Yeah, that's gonna take like the longer you do it, the better you're gonna look over time. It's it's like a physique competitor. Exactly. Their first year competing, they look pretty good, but their yeah. fifth year competing, their tenth year competing, they look really good because they had time to yeah. you know chisel away at at all of that. Exactly, but the less the less you obsess with you're obsessed with the time frame as well the better it is because then you're focusing on other things and then that's keeping you more consistent so like you said it will depend on your consistency again it will depend on how how hard you're, mm-hmm. you're willing or how hard you're willing to prioritize this you know because once you're not if you want to get there quicker then you are going to have to say no to other things you are going to have to restrict in some ways in order to get what you want to get out of it and i'd say start with the basics people just go to like the most specific things i know like straight away start with the basics get good sleep start moving more just outside of the gym just going for walks just uh cycling or walking to the gym instead or going on long walks on the weekend eating protein eating mostly whole foods and limiting processed foods these are eating when you're hungry. These are just things that doesn't don't take like a huge protocol of what you have to follow exactly, but you can get great results already just by following the basics. Especially if you're if you're new to the to the game. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, I think that was it for today. Perfect. That was yeah, that was fun. That was a good little chat because I sometimes forget about these questions that I should even answer on my social media. So it's nice that we did this on here. Yeah, it's good. You know, we, I come across these like pretty much every day as well. Like at the gyms, it's it's just general questions, and people just seem to be lost nowadays because there's so much information and they don't know what to filter, what to listen to. But, I know. Yeah, and, that, and it must be tough, right? And yeah. Um, I guess there's also like, I, I can empathize with that with like the business gurus that are out there. So I get a lot of sponsored ads for mm-hmm. how to build your business to a seven figure business. Yeah. And every other sponsored ad that I get is telling me something completely different on how to get there. Some say uh, content every day. Some say don't post on social media. Some say whatever. And I'm like, this is all bullshit. I'm just going to follow my own path. And so I think people have to take that as and say like, I'm going to follow the path that makes me feel like I'm in control of it. Yeah. Find your path and it's going to take some trial and error. You might need to spend a couple of weeks doing a certain training protocol. And then you may like, I don't enjoy this. You might have to find another one. You might have to amalgamate many different training protocols together to find your fit. But like the sooner you start, the the, the sooner you're going to find what works and you're just going to keep going with that. Exactly. And it's never too late. So just start now. Yep. All right. Thank you very much. I will Thank see you, for having you me. next week then. Yeah, next week. Let's do it again. All right. Cheers. Peace.